0: This is Window on the East, a podcast from BNE Intellinews. Subscribe at BNE.eu. Hello and welcome to Window on the East with me, Ben Harris, the editor of BNE Intellinews. It's crunch time for Ukraine. A new deal must be signed by December the 13th. Because under EU rules, you need a couple of weeks in order to book all the gas that's going to flow in the next year. That puts a lot of pressure at two meetings coming up, a trilateral meeting in the first week of December, followed by the Normandy 4 format meeting in Paris on December the 9th. Those are the last two chances where a deal can be struck. The gas team were in Berlin on November 26, in order to push Chancellor Merkel into linking operational permission for Nord Stream 2 pipeline sometime at the beginning of next year, with a guarantee for some sort of Ukraine gas transit deal. I'm publishing the speech given at the event by Yuri Livyenko that lays out the Ukrainian position. In order to grow and prosper together, to make sure that everyone
1: respects the rule of law, including EU energy and competition law. Unfortunately, we have a common challenge. Russia and Gazprom are upsetting the wider European energy security picture. They refuse to honour contracts and agreements. They disregard and undermine court decisions that they agreed to respect. And all this has been allowed to happen because so few of our European leaders stand up and demand that Gazprom, and also Russia, is bound by the law. The arbitrations between Gaz and Gazprom before an arbitral tribunal in Stockholm were initiated in 2014. The Arbitral Tribunal of Stockholm, which both parties have agreed, shall have jurisdiction, issued its third and last arbitral award a year and a half ago, ordering Gazprom to pay $2.6 billion to Naftogas. Gazprom refuses to comply with the decision and has announced its determination to overturn the awards. If you look at the wider picture, it seems that Gazprom and Russia's overarching ambition is to strangle Ukraine economically by funneling gas supplies currently going through Ukraine through the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, which is currently under construction in the Baltic Sea, leaving Ukrainian gas pipeline grid stranded. Europe will be ill-advised to sit still and wait for the next assault by Russia's use of energy as a geopolitical weapon. It would be prudent to look the other way and hope that the outlaw will soon be satisfied and peaceful. History suggests that a much stauncher approach to aggression in all forms is well advised. Unless European partners agree otherwise, there will be no transit through Ukraine by 2020. If North 2 is completed, there will be no need for Russia to use the Ukrainian gas transit route. This means that Ukraine will lose approximately 4% of its GDP. Now we have moderate economic growth, so this means that the next year we may be forced to face economic recession imposed by Russia and tolerated by the West. The no transit scenario means that security of the European energy sector will be undermined, because it will be a green light for Gazprom to continue its abuse of their dominant market position. Gazprom will continue blocking gas transit from Central Asia and continue blocking experts by like independent Russian gas companies and producers. They will use predatory tactics like overinvestment in gas infrastructure to prevent new entry into the European market. European consumers will suffer and will have to pay a much higher price because of these actions. This is a gloomy picture, but as always, it will get worse before it gets better. Russia is preparing to cut Ukraine off, even if Nord Stream 2 is delayed, or not altogether. In such an event Gazprom will have to reduce its deliveries to its contracted meals, and even then there will be, probably, a shortfall. We expect that Gazprom and the Russian Federation will attempt to blame Naftogaz and Ukraine as it did when it Russia cut Transit to Europe in January 2009. That means that Europe can expect a deficit of gas on the market and soaring prices. The victims of these actions are European consumers. <coughs> For Ukraine, the outcome is even bleaker. It may end up with no gas imports in all forms, either from the east or from the western border and it will have to reverse uh, the close in the domestic pipelines to pump gas from western storages in order to supply the central and eastern regions. Last time we did it in 2009, the system nearly collapsed. Both scenarios highlight the importance of securing continued gas transit through Ukraine, irrespective of the status of North Stream 2 pipeline. Many stakeholders, including the German government, have pointed to the trilateral discussions in Brussels that are under the auspice of the European Commission. (laughs) Gazprom has offered a one-year contract on unacceptable terms, not compliant with the EU rules, and their offer is based on the premise that Naftogaz abandons its monetary claim for the arbitration. Despite the fact that both the European Commission and Ukraine have a consolidated position with a fair offer to all the sides in full compliance with the European uh, rules Again, a capacity based uh, contract with transparent and cost reflective tariffs. The European Commission last time expressed publicly their frustration with these talks. <laughs> Therefore, it's not enough for the stakeholders, such as the German government to say that they support these talks. There is a need for a stronger medicine, and Germany holds the key to the door. That's one of the reasons why we are here now discussing this very important issue. <coughs> On the 1st of January, no contract could be place to secure gas transit through Ukraine. Going forward, this is the situation. First, we will reject Gazprom's attempts to reverse the outcome of the arbitral award, both in challenge proceedings and in the new arbitration proceedings. Second, we will use all available legal means to compel Gazprom to comply with the decision of the Arbitration Court in Stockholm, particularly through enforcement of the payment of $2.6 billion plus interest. Third, we will go ahead with the new arbitration to recover the costs they may incur should Gazprom block transit through Ukraine. Fourth, we will drive the energy reform agenda in Ukraine in order to develop an efficient gas market across all segments to protect the gas from political meddling and grab. We will push for unbundling, we will finalize unbundling this year in a formal which complies with European law, but does not deprive Ukraine of its claims against Gazprom. Pips, we will aim to secure a new transit contract for Ukraine under the EU rules in order to remain a reliable transit partner for Europe. We will continue to take part in the trilateral talks chaired by the European Commission. We will also in future work closely with the EU's competition authority to assure that the competition law is firmly applied to Gazprom. Lastly, we have brought Gazprom's abusive and illegal practice to the EU attention in the form of competition law complaint, which was submitted in May. Gaz, the EU and Europe have common interests. I hope today will underline the need for an even stronger and better partnership, the world can work together um, towards a common ground based on the rule of law, transparency and fair play. I have a message for Germany and Europe. The time has come to act, not talk, although I'm standing here talking. (laughs) There are uncertain times in European global politics. The EU must stand together as a community to ensure that everybody plays by the same rules. This must include Russia and Russian companies operating in Europe as well. This is about the respect for the rule of law. We cannot stick our heads in the sand and hope that this will go away and that the talks in Brussels will lead to anything. We cannot and should not. Reward those who break the rule of law.